0: Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknotes Morning 5 here on Friday, September 3rd, 2021. I am Dave Biddle, flying solo on today's show. After about four and a half hours of sleep, maybe? Hey, I'll take it after a win. Buckeyes beat Minnesota in the season opener last night, 45-31. Certainly was not the first half we were expecting. The Gophers led 14-10 to 10 at the break. I was still feeling good. I felt like, you know, there was a chance that... um Minnesota could hang in there a while I said that in our staff preview and that Ohio State eventually would pull away Uh, I did think they'd win by more than 14 though I picked the Buckeyes to win 42 to 20 so certainly wasn't right on the money with that but uh, generally speaking I kind of thought Minnesota would hang in there a little bit and Ohio State would pull away late but I thought Ohio State would be the one leading at halftime certainly so you know not a great first game but I don't want people to think this was a bad win by any means. Minnesota's a good team, and we have to give them some credit. This is going to be the biggest offensive line Ohio State faces all year. You know They were down a few key players. We'll get into all of that. Um, I think we have to give Minnesota some credit here. Ohio State was favored by 14. They won by 14. It wasn't like they were favored by 28. Minnesota's a good team, and I think they're going to prove that this year. So that to me, was it a great win? No, um, but it wasn't a bad win. I, I, there is middle ground there. It's a solid win on the road survive in advance it wasn't like they won by a last second field goal it was a solid win for Ohio State CJ Stroud up and down for sure was erratic in the first half that interception was bad there's no getting around it uh, he threw behind him, and um, it was just on a crosser, and threw behind Chris Olave, and it was or was a Garrett Wilson. I can't even remember now. And it was a bad pass. There's just no getting around it. And it went off his fingertips, and uh, went right into the Minnesota guy's hands. And it was just, and I tell you what, I thought CJ sometimes made some very good decisions when he would throw the ball away. I mean, those were some of his best passes. And then got it going in the second half, utilizing his weapons. Some great play calling from Ryan Day in the second half, I thought. And it also helps we can swing the ball out to Travion Henderson and have him take it all the way for 70 yards that's going to help your stats out so cj Stroud finished 13 of 22 for 294 yards four touchdowns all in the second half in the one interception so again i mean think back to some of the first starts for ohio state quarterbacks over the years Justin Fields not included. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, sometimes it's going to take you a while to get going. You know, we think back to JT Barrett's, you know, big year in 2014, his best year as a Buckeye, started off slow. They had that plotting win against Navy and JT Barrett's first start in Baltimore. And then they lost to Virginia Tech, and he kind of took off from there. And I think C.J. Stroud is going to have a better – redshirt freshman year than JT Barrett did. And JT Barrett was the Big Ten offensive player of the year that year. So that, that tells you I'm still very bullish on CJ Stroud, largely because of the weapons he has around him and the type of offense that he's running. It's not like he looked great or anything last night. I just feel like with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith and Jig was going to be more involved. Jeremy Ruckert will be more involved going forward. This excellent offensive line. And This group of running backs led by Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson, that's a good situation for a young quarterback to be in. We'll get into a lot more about Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson later in the show. I want to touch on the defense. My friends, it's still a problem. There's no getting around it. There's no sugarcoating it. Again, you have to give Minnesota some credit, but you can't allow Minnesota to have 408 yards of total offense and 31 points. That's too much, especially coming off last year when all season was about got to shore up the defense, got to tighten it up. 408 yards and 31 points to Minnesota is not tightening it up. And who knows how bad it would have been if uh, Ibrahim didn't leave. He's a heck of a back, and it looks like it's a serious injury for him. Uh, that's too bad. He, he's a he's a stud, Muhammad Ibrahim, and um, he got hurt somewhat late in the game. It wasn't like he got hurt early, so it wouldn't have made a big difference. But, you know, that I, I was just – it was a shaky performance from the defense – no question about it. Had all kinds of trouble getting pressure up the middle. Um, that was not a problem last year. I don't know why Haskell Garrett didn't get the start. That was interesting to me, especially with Jerron Cage out. They went with uh, Teron Vincent, who I thought played well, and Antoine Jackson. I don't, I don't know why Haskell Garrett wasn't starting. They did rotate a ton. Uh, Zach Harrison had a huge play with the um, sack fumble. And, uh, you know, Sack Harrison getting on the board with a huge play. The ball bounces right in Haskell Garrett's hands, and he takes off the final 30 yards or whatever for the touchdown. Big Haskell Garrett now with two touchdowns hit as many seasons. He had the interception return for a touchdown. Really, he was already in the end zone, I think, against Michigan State last year. It was batted pass, and he caught it for a touchdown. And now he's got the fumble return for a touchdown. He's a versatile player. He can return fumbles for touchdowns. He can get you interceptions for touchdowns at the defensive tackle position. So that was a huge play by Zach Harrison and then uh, Haskell Garrett running it in for the touchdown. Um, Cam Brown and Seven Banks did not play. And now the thing with Cam Brown, I'm not sure what's going on with Cam Brown. He was on Ohio State released their status report and he was on it as unavailable. So we knew, you know, a few hours before the game that Cam Brown wasn't going to play. Seven Banks made the trip, was warming up we've been told by sources um it's some type of knee injury obviously it's not super serious or he wouldn't have been making the trip and warming up um but that's what we're hearing why he missed the game last night. I don't know if uh, Ohio State's going to say anything about that probably not. That's why you're listening to the Bucknotes Morning 5. I think you know I don't, I don't think. I know Seven Banks missed the game because of a knee issue that uh, again is not serious but was serious enough for him to miss the game. So man, we're already thinking, well what what to make of this uh the secondary, you know, even with Cam Brown and Seven Banks, how are the young guys going to step up behind them? Well, no, the young guys weren't behind them; they were starting this game. How about Denzel Burke and Ryan Watts starting? Denzel Burke, a true freshman; Ryan Watts, a redshirt freshman. And I thought they played well. I mean, of course, there's going to be some bumps when you're in the road when you're a young corner like that, making your first start on the road. And they know that they're going to attack you once they knew they knew Cam Brown wasn't playing. Then they they know they knew pretty early that Seven Banks wasn't out there, and Minnesota was going at him. And I thought Denzel Burke and Ryan Watts held their own both in coverage and I like their physicality, helping in the run game and making tackles. Again, they were far from perfect, but these guys are gonna get a lot better. And Denzel Burke is a true freshman. That I mean, he looks like he's gonna be a future star. And I think Ryan Watts is gonna be a future star. So that's that's a good thing right there. I thought Cody Simon played well. He didn't start though. Uh the starting linebackers were Taraja Mitchell and Tommy Eichenberg, and they had Ronnie Hickman at Bullet, not Craig Young. So there was a lot of interesting things with the personnel. It's like We knew Ronnie Hickman and Craig Young would both play at the bullet, but I thought Young would start. When we were out at practices, Young usually went first at bullet. Hickman would go second. We knew they would both play a lot. Turns out it was Hickman that played a lot more than Craig Young, so that was interesting. But, again, I think Cody Simon needs to play more, and we'll see what they're going to do here. I mean, they were rotating a lot of guys. You know, know, Bryson Shaw was in there a lot uh, at safety. Legend Cavassos was in there a ton at corner, and um, hopefully they get – both Cam Brown and Seven Banks back, especially Seven Banks. I mean, he was touted as being like a first round pick by a lot of people coming into the season, which I frankly thought, like, can we? You know, can we uh, hit the brakes a little bit on that uh and i think one person even had might have been mcshay might have had him as like a top 10 pick it's like let's let's hope that's true but can we pump the brakes a little bit on that um so hopefully seven banks gets back i do think he'll be a solid second round pick at, you know at the very least so um and maybe he would be a first rounder more reason why buck guys need him back especially you know as young as they are hey Even though Denzel Burke and Ryan Watts played well, what if they get banged up? You know, it's just the depth in the secondary is a massive concern, you know, and the linebackers need to play better. And, you know, the defensive line had its moments, but it can play better. If they weren't blitzing they were not getting pressure on the quarterback and ohio state they're calling card on defense to be able to get pressure with just using their front four they did that a ton 2 years ago helps when you have chase young doesn't it maybe the best defensive end to ever come through here which is saying a hell of a lot so yeah that helped having chase young and uh, just a great d line overall a couple of years ago but that's the standard that's the standard the ohio state needs to be able to get pressure when they just rush four. Now again, let's give Minnesota some credit here. That is a massive offensive line, physical and veteran. A lot of super seniors, meaning sixth year seniors, fifth year seniors, regular seniors, fourth year juniors. That's a big physical offensive line. They have a dude on their offensive line that makes Dewan Jones look not small, but not huge. It's hard to not make Dewan Jones look huge. They have that guy that's like about six nine, four hundred on their offensive line for Minnesota. So. Listen, give them some credit, but still, Ohio State's defense needs to play not just better, but a lot better. That's what we said all offseason. I figured they would improve defensively. They weren't going to be the sixth worst rushing defense in the country again. How much were they going to improve? And didn't see a lot of improvement last night, but again, they were undermanned. It was the first game of the season. Next week against Oregon is going to tell us a lot about this team. We'll have two games of data against two good teams, and we'll have a much better feel for how this Ohio state team is going to do this year. I tell you one thing we already have a good feel for is Mayan Williams is a great running back. Great running backs find ways when it looks like it's going to be a three yard run to make it a five yard run, when it looks like it's going to be a five yard run to make it an eight yard run, you know, things like that. Or he a guy might break your tackle there about five yards down the field or 10, you give him a stiff arm, you take the distance for 71, even if you're not a burner. Myron Williams is plenty fast. Uh, He's not a burner, but I think his speed's a little underrated. Uh, I didn't see anybody catching him when he got out there. Um, I'm so impressed with that kid. Uh, Nine carries for 125 yards. Nine carries. Hopefully he'll start getting more than nine carries. Although there's only one ball and these wide receivers need it. Jeremy Ruckert needs it. So other running backs need it. So it's going to be tough for Ryan Day to keep everybody happy. Good problem to have. But nine carries, 125 yards. If you're scoring at home, has 13.9 yards per carry. It's like Bo Jackson Tecmo Bowl stuff right there. 13.9 yards per carry. Again, including the 71-yarder to open the scoring. Very impressed with Mayan Williams. Not just that long run. Again, it's he always finds a way to get those extra couple of yards. I love him. I love him. I also love Travion Henderson. I thought he was great. He only had three touches. He had the one run early in the game. It was about a 10-yard run, but you could see the burst. It's like, bam. It just, there was something different about him when, when he was out there. It was like, whoa. Okay, let me rewind that, watch that again. Yeah, he's got that burst. Then we really saw the burst of that 70-yard touchdown. Stroud swung it to him, and it was just like off to the races. No one touched him. I mean, it was just like, bam. And, man, that is going to be one heck of a one-two punch. You know, it's, it's fun when we make predictions all offseason and they actually come true for a change. huh? We said that uh, Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson would be the top two running backs on this team. Master Teague will still be involved, but those are going to be the top two guys at some point. Is what I said, all offseason. Well, some point is right now. <laughs> it's last night. Those are the top two guys. Mayan got the start. Now, Travion was the third running back in. Marcus Crowley got some run as well. Master T was the second guy in, but it's clear as day. It's clear as Ryan Day, dad joke, that Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson in whatever order are the two best running backs on this team. And I think that is going it to itself, manifest itself throughout the season. But I'm very impressed with both of them. So... Love what I'm seeing out of the running backs. I mean, Master Teague didn't look great, but we know what Master Teague is. It's good to have him on the team. He doesn't fumble. He's physical. He's a leader. Um, you know, he can get you some tough yards. He d- actually has very good straightaway speed. This is something I think people forget about Master Teague. He's a legit four-four guy, straightaway speed. He just struggles with agility and cutting. Um, but still, if he's your third-string running back, especially with all the experience he has, which he basically is the third-string running back, that's a luxury that's a luxury. So, and Marcus Crowley is the fourth string. That's a luxury as well. And this offensive line is a luxury. You lose your starting center and Harry Miller. I think it was uh, probably some type of COVID situation and, um i think that's i think his mom put something on social media um so i'm not breaking news there i'm not sure if he had it if it was a you know contact i don't i have no idea Um, uh, but something to do to do with covid because i don't think he made the trip you lose your starting center and you put in a redshirt freshman making his first career start first playing time period luke whipler um and he goes out there and plays a good game I, I didn't see any errant snaps at least nothing that was that hurt the buckeyes he might had i'm sure he wasn't perfect throughout the game um Isolate on him a few times. Minnesota has some big guys on that D line, some big D tackles. They, they weren't able to just push him back. He was getting some good push. So for a redshirt freshman to step in there, good on Luke Whipler. And this offensive line is, is what we thought it was. It, it was It's what we thought it was. It's going to be one of the best lines to come through here. Is it going to be the best? I don't think it's going to be the best that we've seen. Um, it's going to be tough to top that 2013 line that had Andrew Norwell and Taylor Decker and Corey Lindsley and Jack Muhort and the double barrel salute, Marcus Hall. Then once he gets kicked out of the game, you bring in redshirt freshman, Pat Elfline. I mean, those are some guys, there's, some of those guys are still making tons of money in the NFL. Corey Lindsley, Andrew Norwell, and Taylor Decker are all making tons of money. And uh, those other guys, I mean, Pat Elfline was what, a third round pick, still kicking around the league. I don't think Marcus Hall made it in the league, but uh You know, he was a a very good starter for the Buckeyes that year. And Jack Muhort is out of football now because of injuries, but he was a second-round pick. So he got that second-round signing bonus. That's nothing to sneeze at. That's over a million dollars. So um, that 2013 line is going to be tough to stop uh, or tough to to top. And, uh, you know, I think back to 1994 Orlando Pace's freshman year. Corey Stringer was on that line. I mean, that line overall wasn't like crazy one through five, but you put those two together on the line, two of the best ever, orlando pace and Corey stringer that automatically makes it a very good line 1996 was a heck of an offensive line too with, with orlando pace in his final year so those are kind of the gold standards uh, that i can think of off the top of my head 1984 was really good jim lachey and those those guys louder milk um 2013 might take the cake for me though might might take the cake with all those guys especially with how well they're doing in the nfl to top it off so i mean Again, I think we've got to give Minnesota some credit. I think we've got to think that Ohio State, this is a solid win, not a great win. You'd love to see them come out and just send a message to everybody, but it doesn't work like that. I mean, again, if it was Akron, it would have worked that way. Minnesota in their place, they were fired up. This is their Super Bowl. Again, I can't say it enough. They're a good team. They're a well-coached team. Give P.J. Flex some credit. I mean, this guy. I know he's a polarizing figure to a lot of you. He's a good coach. He's a really good coach. You don't go thirteen and one at Western Michigan by accident. He was thirteen and one his final year at Western Michigan. The one loss was in the Cotton Bowl. They made it to a New Year's Six bowl game to Wisconsin in a close game. They gave Wisconsin all they could handle. Lost a really close game. That was their one loss. Thirteen and one in Western Michigan. Two years ago at Minnesota, had them in the top ten at one point. Double digit wins last year. Three and four. Weird year. They're going to rebound again this year. So I think Minnesota is going to give Wisconsin and Iowa and whoever else a a serious run for their money for that West title. So, again, next week, the 20-year anniversary of 9-11, Oregon coming to town. That game will kick off at 9 a.m. Pacific for the Ducks. I'm sure they love that. (laughs) Big noon kickoff here in Columbus. But I can't wait. I can't wait, even though, like, last night's game is – Feels like it just ended like five minutes ago to me. Still can't wait for uh next Saturday and, and the Ducks to come here because we're going to get a – we're going to – then, again, we're going to know about this Ohio State team. We're going to have a, a much better gauge of what this Ohio State team is and will be. It's tough to tell after that game last night exactly what we have with all the defensive guys out. Um And, you know, we'll see what happens. But the defense is the, is the biggest thing that stands out to me from last night is, is they – They've got to get a lot better, and, and it's a concern when they're so young in that back seven. I'm not worried about the D-line. The D-line played good last night. They didn't play great, but they, they played good. They played good um, and made you know some huge plays, especially that Zach Harrison fumble, of course, being the biggest play. So, you know, we'll see. Um, but the defense is a concern. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they've got to figure something out there. But, you know, they've got some young, hungry players, talented players, They're going to have to continue to step up like Denzel Burke and Ryan Watts and Cody Simon and others. Well, thank you for joining me on this edition of the Bucknuts Morning 5. I really appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Let's try that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land.